you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast, you can click the Get in Touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com. And the Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, available either on our website, KT's Money Matters, or on Amazon. Or, of course, you can find our link in the show notes. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate, or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hi again, this is KT Thomas from KT's Money Matters here today talking about real estate. Something near and dear to my heart, near to dear to many of yours, is what's happening in the value of homes today. So recent data came out for the 2017 census that looked at how much homes went up across America. And on average, uh, based on research done by Realtor.com, homes went up 5.7% last year. Not bad. So we've had, you know, in the last 10 years, you know, an incredible setback financially with housing. In fact, even with all the recovery that we've had, there are still houses in America that are less valuable than they were 10 years ago. So this recovery is good. And I don't mean to say, oh, who cares? But the reality is we're still putting back what we lost the last time. And for anybody that bought a house in 2005, six or seven, they know exactly what I mean. Some of those people are still upside down today. And so how good is the real estate market and how long do we think it's going to continue to be good? I think the economy is really good. And when the economy is good, the real estate market tends to do well because people have a little bit more money to spend and they tend to see where they might go next. I also think that the job market is pretty good in that unemployment is really low. And even though people aren't getting paid more money now, it does mean that because the economy is good and unemployment is low, that the job market will become more competitive. So I don't think it means you'll get more money out of your old boss, but you might get more money out of the next. All of these things tend to drive home prices in an upward trajectory. But it's not even, right? It's not like everybody in America got 5.7% increase. We had some parts of the country that grew um, in double digits. We had some parts of the country that barely grew. And this year, there are a couple of new little snafus in the number. So one thing to consider is the recent change in taxes. So in the recent change in taxes, effective for 2018, Mortgage interest expense over $750,000 is no longer deductible. So what that means is for the big home buyers out there with bigger mortgages, a portion of their mortgage interest may not be deductible. Now, that's only 4% of population, so the rest of us will be fine. But the people on the top end will have a little less tax incentive for buying the next big house. In addition, Real estate taxes and income state, ta- state income taxes can total no more than $10,000, where before they were unlimited. So for the higher end of the market, and by here I mean the seven fifty dollars to $10 million home, if you can imagine, that those homes probably will go a little slower. 
one, because people aren't really incented financially to do it, meaning that they're going to pay, they're not going to get those tax breaks that they got before when they thought about moving up. And then the second reason is interest rates have also moved up about a half a percent from where they were a year ago. So right now, a 30-year mortgage can be acquired just over 4%, so 4.125, four and a quarter. Um, and last year, you could have bought that mortgage at three, three and a half. So that means that the more you borrow, the more monthly payment you have if the mortgage interest rate is higher. So remember, mortgage rates are calculated based on the, the amount you owe and the daily interest charge. So the higher the interest rate or the higher the balance, the higher the payment. Makes sense, right? So what about this year? So we already know that we're going to have tax law maybe slowing us down a little bit. We might have mortgage rates slowing us down a little bit. But I would argue that if you have not bought yet and you think you're going to buy a house in the next couple of years, that you probably want to get on with it because mortgage rates are starting to go up, even though they're still really cheap, historically speaking. In fact, that four and a quarter percent interest rate, we used to say if a client had an interest rate on a mortgage lower than 7%, they were doing really well. So 4% versus the average 30-year mean of 7% still seems pretty good. But what we know is once interest rates start to move up, if the economy continues to grow, interest rates will continue to move up. So if you're thinking buy a house, you might want to think now versus, say, two years from now. So I talk about this a little bit in my book, The Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money. And we talk about it under habit three, being willing to learn. And this is what I mean. So one of the things we talk about is making sure that you really understand what it is you need to know. And we spend some time talking about the four things you should consider before buying a home. So although I talk about it in more detail in the book, the four points you should think about is don't buy a house unless you can stay there at least five years. Pay attention to your cold feet during a hot real estate market and don't let people to convince you that you have to buy now. Number three, it's more than just your mortgage payment. Owning a home can cost a lot, not just the monthly payment, but all of the upkeep and other responsibilities of the house. And it's important to think about all of those charges when you decide whether or not you can even afford it. And then last, sometimes renting does make more sense. I think today's millennials are starting to warm up to the idea that there's nothing wrong with renting. And I think as a culture, we've always pushed home ownership for a number of reasons. I mean, it provides stability in the population that the government likes for a lot of reasons. But if it's not your thing, then you shouldn't do it. The other thing you have to watch out with is when we talk about how houses have gone up 5.7%. One of the things that I see periodically is how they kind of play with the numbers a little bit. So this is always where I say, you know, being a doubting Thomas pays off because I've got that little buyer beware part of my personality that goes, really? Did it really go up by that much? And every once in a while, I see little anecdotal things that make me sort of question whether or not that's true. So one of the things that I've seen a lot lately is I, you know, I always have clients that are buying or selling real estate, personal real estate or investment real estate all the time. And one of the things I'm seeing on a regular basis is the selling price is one thing, 
but then there's some kind of rebate back to the buyer at the close for whatever reason. In fact, somebody that works for me just got one back for financing with the builder's bank. They got 10,000 back. Well, why would you do, why wouldn't you just pay $10,000 less? You got to sort of wonder why. Why wouldn't they just say if you were buying something for $400,000 and you were going to get $10,000 back that you'd just pay $390,000? But they don't. They make a point of giving the money back instead. And so why do they do that? Well, one of the reasons why they do that is that it sets what we what, what the industry calls comps or what real people call comparable prices. One of the things that every person does when they're getting ready to buy a house is they look at what they call the comps. What are other houses about the same as the house you're looking at selling for? And so when they do things like have the purchase price higher and then give the cash back at the close, what they're doing is they're pushing the comps up so that they're making it seem like that house sold for more money than it really sold for. The other thing is realtors get paid on the selling price, not on the add back price. So, so the people who are paying the realtors are actually paying a higher commission on that higher purchase price. So inherently that just doesn't seem fair. You know, so for me, there's like a fairness problem here. One is somebody shouldn't be compensated on what they didn't actually get. I'm all about people get paid, but the idea that somebody got paid more just because of how they wrote the contract and you, the seller, didn't get that final value, I'm not for that. I'm also not for making it look like things are worth more than they really are. Or for that matter, things are worth less than they really are. Because if we, the consumer, are out there trying to figure out whether or not we're paying a fair price for our house, and we're looking at comps that are inflated, then we're going to pay more for our next house. And that's not right either. So if when you find yourself looking for a house, your realtor wants to either add or take away, you really want to stop and ask yourself, who is benefiting from this? Because I don't think it's you. With that in mind, a little bit more about housing is that although there are banks out there that are starting to write mortgages for less than 20% down, the cost of getting a mortgage for less than 20% down might be a reason to wait until you're able to save that difference. So private mortgage insurance, which is that extra little insurance that you get to buy that protects the bank and not you from you not having enough of a down payment, lives on your mortgage forever unless you refinance it. Now, when rates were really cheap, it didn't really matter. But now that rates are starting to go up, if you were to buy a mortgage today with less than 20% down, and let's say your private mortgage insurance, the insurance you pay for the bank to be protected against you, the bad borrower with not enough down, let's say it's $200 a month. It's $200 a month for the life of that mortgage. Now, at some point in time in the future, you could refinance it and a new appraisal might allow you to get that money off. But let's say mortgage rates go up between now and then. It might actually be cheaper to pay the $200 than to refinance at the lower rate. So you can see what I'm saying. It'll be hard for you to get out of this. It used to be that private mortgage insurance could be market valued away, meaning you could get a value of your house and prove to the bank that it was worth more and they would take it off your loan or you could pay your loan down to a certain amount and then it would automatically go away 
but after the real estate market correction of the of the 2006 7 8 variety what's happened is that's no longer allowable so the only way for you to get away from private mortgage insurance is to refinance and as interest rates go up this becomes increasingly more expensive because you have to refinance the entire loan so even though rates are going up and houses seem hot maybe this is a great time you want to make sure that you are also in a good position to buy a house that you can keep for five to 10 years and that you can afford to finance on a monthly basis for that entire time. If you're not in that personal situation, you're probably better off to just rent and wait. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.